Hello, welcome back to episode three of the Flames Fancast. Uh, hockey is less than a month away from starting. We hope you're as excited as we are for the Flames to finally be back on the ice, competing and playing again for uh, the Stanley Cup, which we were very unlikely to win. But hey, we can dream, right? Anyhow, if you're considering a scale of one to ten, and that scale represents how fucked you are, one being not at all, ten being you are a Central Asian country with lots of oil and rumors of weapons of mass destruction, on a scale of one to ten, how fucked is Dennis Weidman? Twelve. <laughs> the guy's over. It's done. It's over. Uh, now, he was a marginal player at best in the last couple seasons. But I remember when we got Dennis, I was excited. I was too. He was, he was good. Like He was, a, was, good he was an offensive defenseman. He had a cannon of a shot and a power play. I was excited when we got Weidman. But I can say that about so many defensemen that have come to the Flames. Like O'Coin comes to example as one. Yeah. And then when he arrived, Bo Meester. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I love Bo Meester as a player, but I was not you know, player. he just, he didn't turn into that player we thought he would be. Yeah. And I, I just hope, I, I see a lot of similarities between him and Dougie Hamilton. The, the size, Bo Meester is a beautiful skater, but I just hope he doesn't turn into that kind of Bo Meester frame. I, it doesn't look like he's going to. I mean, he's, he seems like he's excelled and he's yeah. starting to grow in that role. But he got a lot more aggressive the last season. I think he plays so much better because of it. Yeah, but but Weidman, he's he's done. So I mean, I haven't even heard any rumors of him going anywhere. Yeah, it's not that he's a bad player. I mean, he would be okay depth at this point for maybe the third line of defenders for any team. Not for us. Not for us. He can't obviously. come back here. But no. I'm just saying in general, if he didn't have this bullshit following him now with this whole referee thing, and frankly, it's his fault. I mean, <laughs> you can't well, the get ar- away, the ar- you can't get away with get, any of this. He got 20 games, right? So he got 20 From games. From the NHL. But like, the arbit- arbitrator said that's only 10 games. Yeah, but it's blatantly... After he'd served, what, 17 games? Yeah, it's blatantly obvious like he... Look, like, I can... Look, we've played sports. Like, we've played competitive sports. Like, I know that there are certain movements that we all have that are, like, you know, almost second nature. You know, if, like, you're not really watching the play and you turn your head and all of a sudden another guy from the other team is there. Yeah, first instinct is to get in the way or at least, like, play around the guy or whatever. But in this case... You you skate straight into it. (laughs) Not only that, but (laughs) he used the stick. He used, like... It was almost like a cross-check to the guy. Like... I mean, I, I so think, he's he's fucked. Like, I, there is no. He needs to go and just retire. contemplate. Well, he needs to contemplate what he's going to do next because hockey's not in the cards. I would, I would find, I would say, how much? What were we paying him? Five million a year? We were. He should. He should have known. He should have banked that. He should have <laughs> moved in to like five hundred thousand dollar apartment or something. Just like lived a bit lesser, and then you know, bank that money and just. Live off that. I don't know if he's got a family or anything like that, but yeah, yeah, prospects are limited. And, it, and it, it sounds like there's absolutely nothing on the radar for him. Nothing. I just don't think that anyone's going to touch him, not just because of what happened, but the reputation he has just built amongst referees and the NHL. So think of it this way. Even if he quit playing and he became a, one of the assistant coaches or an assistant GM or whatever, I got the conspiracies down-packed on this one, Okay. The league, the refs are going to call against, like, they're going to be horrible against the teams that he's, he's uh, employed with. 
we saw it after that whole thing. We saw the flames were getting called against. Like it was, it was pretty obvious. Even well, like Kelly Rudy on TV. I remember that one game. He's like, you know, I hate to say this, but it looks like the refs are just not being fair with the flames ever since the Wyman incident. Yeah, I mean, and, and the stats, the stats, I think serve to back that up. And if you look at, you know, baseball right now has had a lot of controversy too about players and umpires, and there's a lot of tension between those two groups. Yeah, umpires complaining about players' behavior and then players saying, well, you got to make these calls, blah, 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 blah. But I think any kind of tension in that regard is just, is bad for the game in general. It's bad for everyone because no one really wants to see a blatantly obvious call go uncalled or a, yeah. or, or a call that shouldn't be get called often. That, that just, that ruins it, right? And totally. people who are watching, they, they understand how things work. They don't, they don't want that kind of stuff to happen. And even if you're, you're on the receiving end of that penalty and it's a soft one, you kind of... You can't help but feel... It's like when you're beating a team 6 nothing or something. You're just kind of like, this is, yeah. this is not fun. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> Unless so it's I Edmonton, mean, then I mean, it's fun. What do you do? I, I, yeah, exactly. Then Edmonton's okay. You can suck and still like, get everything you want. So anyway, <laughs> like teaching kids so many nice things about life. Fail and you will succeed. Uh, but okay, so what do you do when you're wi- if you're a wide man now? Because... I retire. You retire? Okay. I, I, Your prospects are I, I, I retire shit. to some like tropical island with my <laughs> wife or kids or 14 girlfriends or whatever it is. And I call it a day. Like I, I, if I've managed my money correctly, that's it. Like pack it in, invest that stuff. You, you, I think your NHL career is over. It is over. Well, I think it's beyond the playing career. I think a lot of oh. doors are going to be closed. But Weidman never struck me as a guy who wants to go out there and be a coach. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, like, a lot of these guys don't have much after the fact. Like, they're usually still involved in the sport in Write some a capacity. Book. Write, Write a book. book. Yeah, why that. not? Like, defend yourself. Weidman versus Henderson. Yeah. And that lawsuit is still uh, unsettled, still isn't it? Exactly. Like, he sued, he, the, the ref sued the Flames and Weidman for 10-some million. Exactly. And, uh, and the, the other point is, like, <laughs> you know, it's an unforgiving sport. Like, any professional sport, it's very unforgiving when you do something like this. Like, McSorley, when he did the Brashear hit, it was done. Bertuzzi? His, Bertuzzi, done. Like, these guys, their careers Bertuzzi were... played, but I mean, it was never the same. No, like, you, you knew he was, like, shell-shocked after that. But I would say, like, you know, this is more... Yeah, I mean, they're all the same, kind of, in a way, because they hit someone, they never came back. Like, that, that linesman hasn't been back since. No, he's done. I think he's done. Yeah, he's done. So... Well, he has. He has he's claiming he's got depression and, and yeah, like he's his messed life up. has been completely altered because of this Weidman hit. He's messed up. So, I mean, maybe Weidman needs to play the beer league in Calgary if he ends up still living here or whatever. Like, he'll be a star there. He'll be a hero. Oh, beer man. league. Beer league. Beer league Superman. Pavel Torgayev still owning everybody in Calgary, even though he's probably like 50-something now. <laughs> Just destroying beer leaguers around the city. Well, moving on, there's a bit of a note about... Uh, last week we talked about Sam Bennett's contract yet to be signed. There's been an update on that. He signed a two-year deal at $1.95 million a year. Much better than what we thought. We said, we said if we got somewhere, I think, in the range between two to $3.5 million. I mean, we thought $2 million would be a bargain. They got one, $1.95 close to two. Yeah. I think that's an absolutely fantastic deal. Absolutely. I mean, to get Bennett down for that, it's that bridge contract. It's yeah. two years. It's a great deal. And, and I, uh, what I'm thinking here is, you know, Treliving, he's got to have something on these players to have them sign these contracts. Like, <laughs> he knows 
<laughs> he knows what they did in the summer or something. And it's like, Sam, <laughs> yeah. Sam, here's don't the deal. Do don't, don't push me. <laughs> don't make me All tell of a sudden, them about pens on did. paper. Like, I remember <laughs> there was a little bit of media speculation, like, the day of. I think the Bennett camp and his agent said, oh, yeah, well, we might be going to Europe to see what happened. The next day, his contract was signed. <laughs> like, Trevelyan just pulled out his trump card, slapped it on the table, boom, and then, okay, that's... I fired my agent. I'm going to represent myself. I'm just going to sign this contract. But Sammy, I know you, what you did with those <coughs> prostitutes at the hotel. <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad. I'm kidding. It's I'm, kidding. Sorted. I'm glad it's sorted early because we don't yeah. have that protracted Goudreau situation. It's not going into uh, the regular season and he can be with the team ready for preseason, getting yeah. fit, getting organized, figuring out where he's going to play, what his role is going to be. And I think that, you know, I, I, I'm happy that with preseason starting in just a few days, we're, we're going to have our full squad ready to go. Well, the team was saying that too, actually. Like, you make a good point. They had their golf outing, as they normally do, just slightly before training camp starts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goodrow was interviewed. Um, the other players interviewed. And they were all, like, they all actually had the same sentiment. Like, glad everything's kind of done. Yeah. Everybody's okay. Everybody's ready to go. We could just focus on hockey. It's like, well... Way to go, Johnny. You should have done that last year, but whatever. Okay, you didn't want to stay here. That's fine. But now that everybody's ready, we can actually expect to see a competitive team from game one. Do you think, though, that maybe they're told... Have you heard of any Flames players commenting on the arena? Maybe they're no. just told, hey, guys, just talk about something other than what we're well, talking the Flames, about. The Flames, I mean... You're, you're an employee of that organization. But still, I mean, it, it, it encompasses you, especially I if suppose. it's your job. Like, you know, consider you're a Monaghan or a Goudreau, you're here for the long term, and there's these rumors of, of leaving. Maybe you have, like, a, a girlfriend here or something, or a family, or anything like that. I don't know their, their personal for sure. situation. But they're probably, telling, they're probably telling their loved ones what's going on, if they are being told what's going on. Like... I think a lot of times ownership should not involve the players in this situation because well, they, they need they them to don't, focus on the game. Exactly, but they are being involved. Like the whole city is being involved. It's like there's it's nothing else to talk about. It's become a whole city thing. It's, it, it, and, you know, Ken King is quote unquote trying to make it an election issue. Like you can't tell me the Flames, the flames brass and owners, they're hoping for a change of mayor. Definitely. They're they're just they're just crossing their fingers for October sixteenth that Nenshi's gonna. It work. does it does feel like they've crossed the point where they're not gonna work with the guy, even though I think you know he is legitimately trying to make something work now. But I think it's convenient timing before an election that he's starting to come to the table with them when it seemed like he's like all bets are off not that long ago. It is interesting. So, um, I mean, what do you do? Okay, say you're the owner of the Flames. What are you doing to the players? What are you saying to the players right now? Because you're the guy saying, I'm leaving. You're the owner of the Flames? I'm saying to the players, don't, don't worry about it. Don't even think about it. We're going to sort it out. Yeah. Or something's going to be sorted out. And I want you guys to focus on the ice only. That's what I'm saying. I, as an owner, as a fan, I'm upset that this issue is already kind of overshadowing what we should be doing to get ready for the season because mm-hmm. this is all we're talking about. We're not talking about the team coming in, being ready to go, starting preseason. We're talking about a, a, an arena. Does it really a, an, an arena that, that the negotiations, frankly, are, are dead in the water, except for recently. Ken King comes out and says they're dead in the water. Now, I don't even know what I believe anymore considering how these things transpire, but I, I think genuinely the Flames want to stay in 
and I think everyone in the city wants them to be here. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wonder, I wonder actually how many people in Calgary are, you know, w- would be very, very upset if the Flames left. I think a lot of people. But how many? Like 600,000? I think, I think at least half the city would be pissed off, for sure. Like, irate. And then how many of those 600,000 are, you know, diehard fans? But it's, I, I feel how? like, you know, in the last maybe 10 years, our diehard fan base has grown. Um, I, I, I couldn't put a number on it, man. Like, but it's a good chunk of the population that, you know, has enough, has enough clout with their money that they're going to push this thing around and... You know, like they're going to be the, probably the, you know, the taxpayers, they have to have that voice to say like, listen, like we got to, someone's got to start stepping up here. Like this, the, the population of Calgary needs to start saying something about this. Like wow. I know Nenshi, but Nenshi put that proposal out on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. He's obviously avid in the social media scape. He's, right. he's pretty active in it. He likes getting people's feedback. But my biggest problem with Nenshi is that he doesn't like opinions that differs from his. He's almost very like confrontational when you have a different well, opposing idea. Well, I think idea. that's because he's gotten into that position because. But it's frustrating. He has confidence in himself, believing yeah. that he's right. But it's frustrating because you may actually have a good idea that's still aligning with his whole. We can't pay for everything. We can pay for some of it, but we can't pay for it all. He, you can give him ideas. I'm just hoping he listens. But people got to get a lot more active about this, like especially the hardcores, because you're the one showing up to, to the game. Yeah, right? that's true. And you're the ones buying paying, those season tickets. For the ticket. Exactly. Like, take away aside the whole corporate <coughs> population of this of this city. Take that away. That's hard to do. I know, but take that away. It's a big part of Flames revenue. In terms of ta- but in terms of a voice, the corporations are not going to say shit because they're buddies with all these other guys. Like mm. Murray Edwards is buddies with all the owners out here. They're all oil connected. Yeah, exactly. So they're not. You can't rely on the corporations to say, hey, guys, figure this out. This is getting absolutely ridiculous, right? You need the fans, the guys that are paying out of their pocket for those season tickets to say something. But I don't think there's enough fan organization or fan mobility to do that. Man, if Antifa can get together in Calgary, so can our fans. Like, this is, like, this is the one thing that unites, one of the few things that unites the city under one umbrella, right? There's over no, an there's, arena, though? Well, over a team. Right? Yeah, but th- the this team, is true. But the team is so involved with the arena, it, it's, it's, it, it's, in, it's in parallel now. Like, it, it's all synonymous now. The team is equaling the arena now at this point because that's how much attention this whole thing's getting. So that's why you need the fans to start stepping up, going to City Hall, doing the things, like marching. Like, we, we need, we need, <laughs> I'm serious, because you need to show that we give a shit about this and we're not going to put up with these stupid little blackmail things from the owners saying like, well, we'll leave. Reality is you don't have fucking, you don't have an LA in Canada. Well, there's that Seattle rumor, right? But you have the Seattle rumor. The timing of how all this stuff came out, Mm. the timing is just, it's just so grossly obvious. Oh yeah. It's like right around election time and something happened in Seattle and then, oh, like, oh, we said this because this had happened and... Why can't it's we just, just get past the bullshit? Yeah. I mean, it's just a giant dance and they, they don't... Like, okay, so you want a stadium, I want a stadium. I think all the fans want a stadium. That's a no-fucking-brainer. Well, I, I, what I'm reading, I've been reading some articles on it and there's Ken King quoting him and his very, very rich friends as 
philanthropists. And I'm like, what philanthropic work have you done? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you either. And I mean, is, do you consider your philanthropic work like investing in a business that you own, i.e. the Calgary Flames and the Roughnecks, the Stampeders? Because mm-hmm. is, that, is that philanthropic? Like, is it your, your charity to us to have an NHL team and you spend some of your own money on your own business? I don't get it. Like, or do you just give hundreds of millions of dollars to charity and that, that also makes you a good person? I mean, which it, which it I mean, perhaps it's important. Does. Well, it's yeah. important. But... I don't know where this, like, I don't understand your paying for the arena as a philanthropy project because you make money off that. It's your business in the arena and you make the profits from that. So how is that philanthropy? Like, philanthropy is giving without receiving, is it not? Exactly. In the most fundamental sense, like... I don't know if Ken King's ever had a dictionary around or not or (laughs) if he fucking dropped out of language arts class in grade six, but... Uh, well, I mean, if you're, yeah, I mean, it's a business. You're, you're charging people for season tickets. You're charging people for jerseys. You're charging people for, you know, food, beer, everything. Like, you're, you're still in the for they're, making You're robbing money, right? people for beer. Well, whatever. That's fucking robbery. I know. We can get You let that. me choose between Budweiser and, like, Keith's, <laughs> and you want to charge me shade under $10 for that? Hey, hey, they got, like, that really amazing vodka, you know, like the Canadians. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I'm not going to a flame game to drink vodka. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious. I think it's like Canadian. What am I even going to drink? Just straight vodka? I forgot the brand now. It's probably some like local Calgary brand that just tastes like absolute crap. But anyway. And yeah, that yeah, that's philanthropy, Ken King. Nine seventy five yeah, for a beer. It's kind of bullshit. So bravo. Bravo. We have the city of Calgary proposal up right now, and I, I need to rip the shit out of this thing because Nenshi came out, and I actually kind of agreed with them like you know the city should not be putting up money for this but i said in our last podcast i was like you know if you're willing to volunteer if there's a way to voluntarily get the money from taxpayers that don't burden the other taxpayers if there was a system to do that i'd be all for that that's way too complicated for our council it's too complicated for a lot of systems out there but they proposed this 33 percent city 33 percent flames ownership 33% 33% users pay for this stadium. But the biggest thing that gets me is not only that, the city is paying for 33% apparently, which is a 33% change from the last time they met, which he said zero, basically. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Right? And now there's a 33% and Flames ownership get full control of the arena and 100% of all revenues. 100%. Why are they getting 100% of revenues if you're putting up money? That's like me saying, Tyler, I'm starting up a company. I got no money. But hey, if you give me $1 million, I'm going to actually receive all the revenue from the money that you've invested in me. But I'll give you back like, you know, 5% because that's what these guys are basically saying is the city saying, I'm going to get back the, the tax, the, the property tax from the arena. That's what no, I, but Ken King also seems to think that this building should not be subject to property tax. There you go. He's saying, I, I don't think they should have property. Like, that's upsetting to them. I, I don't understand how you can... If you have a structure in the city, how does it not get taxed? Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck. Like, how does that work? It's, Especially if it's in the downtown core. And yeah. you're, you're, you're building this. And Nenshi has a point too, like... The city is harboring all the costs to get the infrastructure up to snuff for the new arena. Yeah, but this is going to go, and that's why I'm going to rip the shit out of this, because (coughs) these costs go beyond what's on paper right now. 
Yeah, it definitely does. Because for sure. you don't, you can't take into consideration what you need to do infrastructure-wise, how much that's going to affect you later down the road as a financial burden. What happens if you need to, you know, do an entire new grid of <laughs> pipelines of water, like sewage, gas, that's electricity? That's not Ken King's. That's the, the city. Sun, yeah, exactly. But there's the no city, way he's given a dime of that philanthropic money he has to anyone. Yeah, exactly. So ownership. You guys, I don't know. If I was an owner, I'd be like, I get 100% of the revenue and they're paying 33%. Yeah, all right. 185 million. What is 185 million to me? Some of these guys, I think Murray Edwards is worth over 2 billion. So whatever, 185 million spends that much in aftershave. You'll just do it and that's fine. He won't even do the whole 185. He'll split it up with his buddies. Done. I would take 100% of the revenues. This is a terrible proposal. 100% revenue? That what okay. I think he's I think when you're looking at it you feel a bit of the pressure, right? Yeah. Cuz like, he's he's kind of being backed into a corner by Ken King, right? Who who is wielding his fucking dick around like he can and he's pushing our politicians yeah. around. I I mean, Nenshi doesn't seem like the type who gets pushed around, but I think I don't I don't really think he's a big hockey fan, to yeah. be honest. But Maybe. I think he realizes the benefits it has for the city. We don't know, Mayor How much, the city, how don't much know. the city loves them. I <laughs> yeah. mean, of course, he's never yeah. going to say publicly, I'm not a Flames fan. That's, yeah. that's not... You just don't do that. I haven't really seen him at games, I guess. Like, he's not there every game. No, he's not... If he wasn't mayor, let's say he was doing whatever he would do in well, private he was a life. he prof or whatever. Uh, right? He was teaching at a university, yeah. let's say. I don't think he'd be following the yeah. Flames. This, this proposal's junk. I, I would have not <laughs> proposed this at all. If you're going to propose something like this where the city's paying for you know, a good chunk of this stadium, which I don't really agree with still, like, I don't believe that you should subject taxpayers who are not willing to put extra tax money, their hard-earned cash, especially since we've been basically in a recession. People lost a ton of their jobs. I think all the job cuts are done now. I think... The market has now reached its efficiency point with unemployment and employment based on what we have currently. However, 33% is a ton of money that is too much for the city to pay for. And to not get any chunk of that revenue is ridiculous. It is stupid. You have to, you have to negotiate that again. 100% of revenue, the ownership should how, be laughing How do you this. negotiate this when you've proposed it? It's too late. And the Flames have said they're, not, they're not really on board with this either, are they? They haven't, they haven't motioned any, yeah. any positive vibes coming towards the city's way saying, hey, thanks for kind of softening your stance a bit, but we just really want to... soft. You know, all six of us just want more money in our pocket so that we can totally and If anyone keeps bringing up this stupid U.S. system, I'm going to lose it because it is so different in the U.S. They're allowed to tax their taxpayers no matter what. It doesn't matter. They get that stuff passed no problem. It's very different in the U.S. And the U.S. always, always, always has an alternative for their teams. L.A. has been the whipping boy of the NFL for God knows how long, 20, 30 years. They always, everybody always threatens to go to LA. I'm going to LA, I'm going to LA. There are well, studies on this. Now. And they went there. And they'll go there for two years and then they'll leave. It's, it, it always happens. The but they Rams, built that huge new stadium there. Right, but that's almost built because A, you can get enough money doing concerts there. And I mean, there, you look at the team that there. went to LA that's uh, they're owned by Stan Kroenke, and, and if you know anything about Stan Kroenke, it's pretty much all he cares about is making money. Absolutely. All of his sports franchises that he owns, of which there are many, 
mm-hmm. seem to be just mediocre, and he's shown really no desire no. to invest a, a penny of his own Absolutely. money or invest anything in those teams so that they can improve in, in a sporting uh, perspective. As long as they make him money, he's happy. And I just feel, I, I don't know, I feel as if any team with a billionaire or rich ownership, what are they really concerned with? Success Absolutely. on the ice or making yeah. money? Like, it's a reality. It's, it's, a different eco- it's a different economic structure in the U.S. You got... You got over 200 million people. Like you got a lot of money flowing around the U.S. Like you don't have anything close to that in Canada. Nothing, especially in Calgary. Calgary just had a complete reversal of what the hell's been going on the last 10 years. Okay? But I mean, Calgary is a very stable, very steady We're still market. Sta- sure, but you have to understand that there is still a, it's still a point where Calgary's not necessarily killing it out there. It's not like it was five years ago, six, seven years ago. It's very different now. We have yet to, the, the mayor and the city, they got to be a lot more focused on bringing in new industries, giving them tax benefits, be like, okay, your tech company come in. But that's, like, that's, but that's we, way beyond the point. That's, no, but that's what they need to focus on. But then you're telling me you're, they're going to pay 33% of well, this That's what they're state, telling you. $555 million plus indirect costs. I what mean, and that $555 million, I think that's low. I, I agree. I, I don't even. I don't think this. When the stadium is built, or when, when the arena is built, yeah. it's gonna be more than that. Yeah. Indirect cost? Fuck off. Five hundred fifty-five million seems really cheap, especially if yeah. we want a state-of-the-art arena. Yeah, that's it's bullshit. And I, I this proposal's junk. And I'm sorry, council members of Calgary, you guys really fucked up here. This is a terrible. <laughs> my opinion, it's a terrible proposal. If you're investing in something you should get a percentage of that revenue, no matter what. If I invest in a company, I'm expecting shares back. If I'm putting 33% of a, into a, money into a company, 33% of that, I expect at least 33% back, at least. This, this whole like property tax thing, that's horseshit. Maybe, so what are you gonna maybe, do? Maybe we're factoring in the benefit to business here. Well, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Make that land worth one billion or something like that so that you get your money back? I, this is dumb. This doesn't work. You're dealing with businessmen. They're, they're not stupid either. They're gonna look at this and go like, yeah, they fucked up, but we can change this. Let's say, let's just say, in theory, we're here 10 years from now. I think if the flames keep, keep saying, um, They'll leave, and maybe perhaps they actually leave. I don't think Calgary... I think Calgary then would go ahead and build an arena, or, or maybe it would be our funding or somehow, but yeah. I think we'd attract another NHL team. I don't know how that would work. I mean, it seems like maybe the cost is then incurred on the taxpayer, but I mean, I, mean, I think yeah. everyone wants the Flames I mean, Batman, Batman just loves the U.S. market. He spent his whole don't tenure... Don't started I know, but Gary he spent Batman. his... Five, Who fucking but, wheel this guy in in his wheelchair? Yeah, but he to, spent to his... You know what? He's, corner he's, our he's mayor. done well, though. You know what? He, 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 he served his purpose. I, I don't like him either. Don't get me wrong. What is Gary he, Batman's purpose? To build the NHL, to get it more popular, to get it to more markets in the United States. He's done that. I don't know if he's been successful, though. I mean, you have 4,000 people at a game in New Jersey or Tampa Bay. Those stadiums are empty. Uh, New Jersey's not empty. Like, you're talking about Florida or something like that. I've sure. seen New Jersey where there's nobody there. It's because they're junk right now. Like, I don't know. We'll but, see. Yeah. Uh, even if the Flames are junk, they're still, they're still full. I don't know, man. We were having season ticket drives, like, in the 90s. I the 90s that. was... A, that was... 
that I know, but that's how. Time but ago. that's how bad we were. Like the devils yeah, might we be were going terrible. Through, we were 90s. horrible, man. We, I remember the uh, Herald was like showing like, like graphics, like how close we were. Oh, we need ten more season tickets <laughs> sold. Like keep the flames in Calgary. Like man, I, it, it's any market. Any market can go through that. I, if your team is shit. I can't remember if this season was in the nineties or the two thousands, but I remember we started like. We started the season and we won 17 games out of 20 or something. <laughs> oh, I remember that. that and was, yeah, we, yeah. Didn't finish, we didn't make the playoffs. No, we didn't. And Ginla had like 50 goals, I think. Must I have been in the early 2000s. Yeah, like, I remember that. Fuck, how do you do that? I remember that. I forgot who our coach You're was. You're like 17-3-1. and one. Yeah, they were killing it at the beginning. Fuck. And then you, I think Turek was in that too. Turek. Yeah. i also so happy when that guy arrived and then yeah. just down, down the tank. One last point about the Fucking proposal Turek. that I just want to say the city also screwed up on <laughs> flames calgarians get property tax arena okay you screwed up there flames hockey for at least 35 years who the fuck is gonna promise you that how are you gonna the owners are not gonna sit there and be like oh yeah we'll keep the flames if they aren't making money if they are going bankrupt they may have to sell their ownership to somebody else who might take the team to a different... You can't stop that. At least 35 years? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's not up to the owners, particularly, if the Flames stay or go. If the Flames go bankrupt and new ownership comes in, who the fuck is going to stop them from moving the team? Well, I mean, if you build a new arena, it's, they're not going to leave. There's no guarantee of that. What if they suck for 10 years straight? I think what we I think I think the dream situation here is you have an owner who's like an obsessive Flames fan. I know, but in thirty five years, this guy's gonna die. No offense, but like he's like thirty five years, like that's a long time. I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. no, but like that's that's a moot point. Like get rid of that. That's an insult. I think you add that in there to at least thirty five you know, years assuage uh, people who are insecure. Okay, and, so and when you and I are fifty and the flames are moving, we're gonna be like, oh, remember the time that they promised that the flames would be here for at least thirty five. How many years? people are gonna remember that? I'm going to remember There's that. There's two of us. I don't give a shit. Who else There's doesn't remember us. that? two ah. of us. And whoever listens to this podcast, so six S- other people. Yeah. Stupid proposal. Anyway, I'm done with that. Stupid. On a complete side note, did you know, I did not know this until recently, but the, the Flame Central is no more. Yeah. And I, I'd never actually been there when it was Flame Central, but I, I was there the other night. Um... And it's called the palace now, and it's all it's all well, decorated. You, like but it, it used to be the palace. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. that. But it, I just wonder, was it decorated like that when it was Flame Central? I actually haven't been since it changed from Flame Central, so I don't know. Maybe well, they when went you back were there at the Flame Central time, was it what was it like? Did it look like a modern bar? It, it looked like a, like a sports bar because nothing, the, the ceiling was like something you'd see in some you know seventeenth century French. Oh yeah, palace. but that's always been there. Was it like that in Flame Central? It was like that when it was the palace originally. And it stayed like that in Flame Central. Yeah, I, think I just so. think that's a weird feel for like a Flames bar, you know. But you know that like you realize that on that Stephen Avenue, those buildings are the heritage buildings. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. Can't, they can't change that stuff. They can retrofit stuff around it, but they can't. They can't do anything about it. So I mean, it's kind of, it's one of those things. Like I, I, I think you can't really change certain structures or certain. Certain parts of their structures. Like, I have an office in Stephen Ave. We couldn't do certain things to the walls and whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I, 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 just, I just never thought going in there that Flame Central yeah. would be like that. Anyhow, um, we just finished the Young Stars Tournament in Penticton, which I think 
Please tell even, me how you feel. I don't even know how how it works. Like you just play each other and yeah, I mean, you basically, all talk to each other about your junior days and your yeah. circle jerks in junior high and shit like that, or like what goes on. I think it's basically like the prospects they play. Like they play the the younger guys that they drafted and like guys that they've had in the system for a certain amount of time. Like it's not. It's more of a showcase, I think, but almost like a formality. Just going out to Penticton for fun. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you still... And Penticton is buttfuck small, too. I thought it was big, but it's pretty it's small. Yeah. It's tiny. So... Like, their stadium is like a... It's like a arena you see in Calgary that, like, kids play at. David Bauer or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I know the Flames won one game and lost one. <laughs> and apparently Edmonton's team... I, well, in fairness, I was reading an article from an Edmonton-based publication. And Edmonton's team was fucking incredible. Yeah. These young kids... You know, yeah. this young tournament is like uh, a kid's game for our young kids. I'm like, fuck. The NHL, Did rewarding these people failure. Did Edmonton learn how to write anything? Like, this uh, is fucking well, terrible. Yeah, I bet you that guy wasn't even writing about Edmonton until like the last three years anyway. He was probably writing about like local news in Edmonton about, I don't know, how homeless people attack other people. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, it's just like, like you can't, like the NHL... I'm not the worst get, thing, like, and I, I get into this at every podcast. I hate to go back to the arena thing, but I'm just thankful we're not bending over like Edmonton did, or we're not taking the same approach like Edmonton did. No, if anything, gotta, we should whatever Edmonton does, we should say that's the wrong way to do. Well, things. absolutely, you, you, it always is. Theoretically, you did the opposite of Edmonton the last ten years. You would have been just fine, but now the lesson is fail and you'll do well later, because you know that's what happened. But. Nenshi, you know, you have to give him credit, okay? I actually was, again, a fan that he was like, no, like, why should we put up our own money? Edmonton bent over, and, like, they, I mean, their people are going to, we're all going to be end up paying for it indirectly at some point. Yeah, right? but, I mean, we'll also but, benefit. I know, but we'll Nenshi's putting, for sure, but Nenshi's putting up a fight for the city. Um, you know, you have to appreciate that, so I'm not... Totally throwing mud at the You know, guy, but... maybe, he's, maybe he's also pissed with that first proposal that they had for the creosote removal. Like, the Flames were like, yeah, we're going to build this field house for yeah. you, and the, the stamps can play here too. Oh, you guys just clean this up for us, and we'll be ready to go. And the cost for that are just outrageous. And they're like, mm, how about uh, no? So now it's Victoria Park. And I mean, I'm yeah. glad it's all downtown. If they built some yeah. arena out by the yeah. Calgary South, ha- South Health Campus, like, what the fuck? It would just be horrible. It's got to be downtown. And I think like the the candor of the conversations that were happening between the city and the owners was very unprofessional at some points. So, yeah, well. Like these guys were acting Brian like, Burke? Yeah, Brian Burke. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I don't really know what to say to that. I don't want to get in trouble. But anyway, so you have Brian Burke, you have Ken King. They're, they're kind of reacting like almost childish in a way. You know, Nenshi was keeping a little more, a little more professionalism throughout the process. Uh, you know, he kept it pretty brief when he said, "No, it was a pretty ridiculous offer. Like, we're not going to look at that." I mean, I just don't understand but why you can't sit you can't down. Just, yeah, sit down in don't, a room. Don't pick up your ball and leave. That's what. That's what and, King. And made King made this toy about, oh, we got to take all the sharp objects out of the sandbox in case we we start hurting uh, ourselves or each other. And like. Uh, the fuck you're talking like you're making a metaphor about you guys being fucking children like that's what you compared yourself to exactly you and the city are children playing in a sandbox like that's the metaphor that you chose to compare yourself of all the things to all the fuck and you talked about taking out the sharp toys Mm -hmm. oh my god like it's just a giant clusterfuck like they just 
Ugh, it's so frustrating. And then you think about it, like, and he's saying it jokingly. It's nonchalant, like, with this stupid wry smile on his face. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. I know. I'm tired of sandbox metaphors. Like, yeah. Play in my sandbox. Blah, yeah. Blah, Play in my sandbox. My yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. Why don't you be like, well, uh, we're, we're acting like uh, responsible adults. No one says that anymore. No, no one. No, like, that, we're, that, we're that, being that term rational. is gone. Yeah, we're being rational. No, it's just, it's just who can scream the loudest. Why can't you be rational anymore? Let's just have a conversation. Anyway. So, what are the fans' expectations, or sorry, the responsibilities this year um, for the upcoming season? Like, in general, I think... Not enough shows talk about this. I think this is a good... Who, who talks about it? Nobody. I think, I think there is a big... The fans <coughs> need to understand that they're a big chunk of this organization. If not, they have actually the most power in this organization. Because, frankly, without your support, we don't have a team. It's as simple as that. You can have as many corporate you know, bookings uh, of I tickets mean, and all that. We, but the fans are a big chunk. I feel like... When you're watching the game at home or you're watching the game at a bar or a pub with friends Absolutely. or family or whatever, you know, do whatever you want. Have a good time. Watch the game. Support your team. I, I feel like, too, you know, fans have this perspective that I paid for my ticket and I should be entertained. Yes, that's right. But I feel like as a genuine fan and you, you, you love the team, you want to go, you have a responsibility to go there and like, A... Pump your team up. Make sure they're playing the best that they can be and cheer yeah. as loud as you can. And be like, make the other team feel like shit. Yeah. Like, Scare that's them. your job. Intimidate them. And, you know, you shouldn't just go there and be like, well, I'm going to leave five minutes into the, into the second period for a smoke and not come back until the third. I hate, I hate seeing that. Like, yeah. how do people show up at the games halfway into the second period? And they're like laughing and drunk and stuff. Sure, have a few drinks of the game or whatever. Have a good time. But, you know, start clapping and cheering and... But there's just, if we could get more like sustained noise in the dome, oh, yeah. that would be, I think, you know, you just see a change in the players when those things happen. And something other than, I don't know, go Flames go. Or yeah, we need D to be a lot more creative. Fans. Yeah, like we, uh, you know, Nashville really sent a lesson to the fans, like not just our fans, all the fans in the league, you know, a lesson. Last season, the playoffs, they had chants going on. They were making fun of the goalie in a lot more of a creative way than we ever could think of. Like, most of us are just saying the goalie's last name. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Yeah. But we're just saying the goalie's Miller. last name. Yeah, exactly. Miller. We're just chanting. No, that, it. there was that chant like. Uh, well, for Eddie Lack. Eddie Lack, where's <laughs> your daddy? Yeah, exactly. But we have to be a lot more creative. <laughs> Eddie Lack plays for us now. <laughs> I know, which is <laughs> so ironic. He's at the dome. <laughs> We, uh, as fans, you always got to support the team, no matter how bad or how good we're playing. Um, you have to... You yeah, have I, to I feel, our, I feel like you go, you have, a you have a bit of a responsibility to support your team. If we could be the scariest stadium to go to in terms of exactly. noise and intimidate the other teams, you know what? We might have, like, a pretty awesome home, we, home We advantage. usually do have a good home record. Like, people yeah. I don't think people like coming to the Dome. We should make it so... When any team come here, it's like, it's a fortress. Well, granted, granted, you know, there's 80-something, 80 82 games in the season, and it might be tiring for our voice boxes to keep that up. That's but right. a good yardstick would be to have that Go Flames Go chant like we have in the playoffs where they shut off everything, and it's, you, they give you at least 10, 15 seconds before the anthems go, and everybody's just going nuts. That is intimidating. Just, and I mean, it is. even if you get... 
sections of fans or something yeah. that just are going and as much need, as they can. We need more big, big-ass flags in the stadium before the games start. We have the one big Flames flag that kind of just gets moved yeah, around. We need more. We sometimes need, we need there's more a Canada flags. flag, isn't there? Yeah, there's sometimes a Canada We need more of that. We need way more of that. The fans need to be a spectacle. They need to take, it, take control of the game in that respect. Like the ambiance, the, uh, the atmosphere, that's our job. Their job is to score goals, save shots, play good defense, play good offense, whatever, penalty kill, power play. That's their job. Our job is to be loud, intimidating, and make sure that we always have the back of the team, whether they're 0-82 or 82 and 0, it doesn't exactly. matter. Basically, what you're saying is, you know, on the scale that an opposition team comes in the building, they're going to be they're they're, they're yeah. on, they're on get, on that yeah. scale. And if you need to get wasted to do that, then do it. I don't care how loud and obnoxious you are. <laughs> just don't be an idiot at the game. I it's mean, always cheering idiots. cheering for your team is one thing, but I, there's there's basic human respect and dignity. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't want people to get kicked I out even, of the stadium. I for even I even include Edmonton in that. Oh, they're like, begrudgingly a bunch of losers. Begrudgingly, but it doesn't matter. They're still losers. Anyway, I just feel generally fans, I feel the fans can do more. And I, yeah. I just wish some games the, the, the dome was filled with those passionate fans. You almost seem Not like necessarily a like the fanatical the group corporate almost. guys all no. the time. Well, I, I'm guilty of and it. And I mean, right? the corporate I, I guys, the corporate they guys. bring you money, but yeah. I just wish sometimes you could get like those. Those people who follow the flames and checking checking yeah. websites every day and reading forums and communicating and they're they're into it. They're dialed in. They know everything about the flames from nineteen eighty three forward, right? Yeah, you know exactly. those guys and they're just they're just happy to see their team win. They're cheering. They're excited. They just have absolute fucking hate on for Ryan Kessler and Corey Perry. You yeah, know, Jesus, and those fucking McDavid. Like nobody likes McDavid outside of Mc, McDavid. Edmonton. Is that the new McDonald's? I hate McDavid. <laughs> Much like Flyers fans hated Crosby. Hated? Hated? Hate. Well, they still hate. Yes, you're right. Sorry. The use of past tense there is not fitting. However, granted, I still stick, stick with that point. The Penguins did the exact same thing that the Oilers did, only the Oilers did it for a lot longer because they just thought... Oilers that, haven't won a cup yet. We it, might have a lot to say about that. Well, they've won many, but yes, oh, oh, recently. Okay, with Mc, yeah. I meant with yeah, McDavid. Yeah, they've won I, cups, yes, yeah, but... But, right. <laughs> so I can now empathize with Flyers fans, and they hate Crosby, and there's Canadian fans who love the Flyers that hate Crosby, but they'll love Crosby when he's on Team Canada, whatever. I'm on the same boat now. I hate McDavid. I have absolutely no respect for this guy or the club that he plays for. I'm going <laughs> to boo the shit out of him when he's in our stadium and I'm at that game. I, mean, I don't care what anyone if says. If I'm at a game and it's Edmonton or Vancouver, I'm just naturally fired up. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I absolutely loathe yeah. playing those guys. Absolutely. And I just, you just, just don't Vancouver fans it. and Edmonton fans, they just irk me. Yeah, they just, but my skin crawls. It's like them. leeches and maggots are all over me and shit like you gotta that. you got to be like, the most irritating fans. In the oh, it's just... Fuck. They just... They're just... We can keep entitled. going. Yeah, we can keep ah. going here. Anyway, I think that's it. I think that's good, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's episode three. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please check us out on Twitter. We're at FlamesFanCast. That's at FlamesFanCast on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud too. You just have to Google Flames Fan Class. Flames, fuck's sakes. Flames Fan Cast on SoundCloud, which you'll know if you're listening to this because that's 
the only place you can listen Pretty to this, much, yeah. so that's a bit redundant. Yeah. But uh, please give us a follow on Twitter. Share this. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Anything's appreciated. Throw Thank some you questions. very much. Yeah, tweet Throw us some, some questions. questions. Um, all of that would be fantastic. Okay. I hope you have a, a wonderful evening. Whatever you're doing, listening to this, a fantastic day. Take care of yourself. Bye bye.